advise you to get off the streets as quickly as possible. It'll soon be a war up there. And we are, as a people, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths. I know for a fact. And to secret proceedings. Weapons of mass destruction. I have a dream. I take the threat very seriously. A new world order. Your government thanks you for your participation. You are now listening to the world-famous Sofa King Podcast. Please, read from sheets. I am... I am Sofa King. Now repeat all very fast, please. I am Sofa King. Faster. I am Sofa King. No, not so fast. Loses meaning. I am Sofa King. You say funny things. I'm really uncomfortable. Extremely. You're, you're very uncomfortable. Every OCD is I've I've clanked on the wrong side of the desk. I'm sitting in the wrong chair. I dinged when I should have danged. So we're do, we're doing a a bone bon, we'll call it bonus light. Okay. This is a bonus light episode. Um Brad is uh still being a really awesome father. Mm-hmm. So he's light for a couple of weeks in podcast realm, but we wanted to still make sure that we, we drop some stuff for you guys. So we've, we've, we already did the wonderful, uh, episode on the Fresno night crawlers, which you would have already listened to because this is coming out after it, even though right. we're recording it before it, which is, so if you're following along at home, that's the timeline. So, um, we're recording something and, uh, I wanted to get together and put some questions out to at least get us to, to shoot the shit and philosophize a little bit, uh, even though we won't have Brad. So just pretend in your heart of hearts that every three, four minutes, a baby gets punched. And I think we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll round it out nicely. So I, my first thought was I should ask all the questions that James Lipton asks at the end of inside the actor studio. But then I thought about doing different questions that he based his questions on. Do you think I should do the ones that he actually does? Or do you think I should do the ones that he ripped off? He ripped off? What do you mean ripped off? Well, he got questions from two other people and he modified those questions. And those are the questions he asks on Inside the Actor's Studio. I don't care. I'm scared either way. I watched uh, Between Two Ferns, the, the movie. Last oh, I night. need to watch that. Yeah. Zach Galifianakis is a strange man. He is a very strange man. But I don't know, like, when the actors are responding to him, if they're genuinely uncomfortable sometimes, or if they're actors. I think they're just that. I think, I think the they have no idea what's that. coming. I don't. No, think they don't scripted. know what's coming, and they know they're going to get insulted. Yeah. But I think they know that they're going to insult back, and yeah. I think they're just along for the ride. I want to see it. I love between two ferns. Will Ferrell. I think everything in there is probably ad lib. Like, I, yeah, the whole I think whole fucking so. thing is that I way. So yeah. So and the other thing is at the end of this episode, I will announce what I already announced on the last show, which is an exciting announcement about my uh, re-release of my novels and a chance for you to get involved in the re-release by designing a cover. So I'll talk about a cover design contest when we're done philosophizing and answering questions. So you don't care if we do uh, James Lipton or the people he ripped off? Um, no. Okay. So I will, these are questions and I don't know who he asked these questions of. And I'm sure if you told me, I wouldn't know who any of them are because I barely know who this guy is and I'm an English major. So Marcel Proust, who is a French novelist, 
um, had questions that he would ask when he was interviewing people, which I find a very strange phenomenon anyway because he's a novelist and it mm-hmm. was like in the 1800s so who the fuck was he interviewing yeah really so that's kind How of does an interview work it's not like he had what, a like podcast like i don't know it's i don't i don't know take a slight puppet yeah. intermission yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure someone out square there, yeah knows the details um but so so these are the questions that he would ask he might have done like an anthony bourdain at the fox theater kind of format maybe mm-hmm. but like the someone... thing that's weird though is when you look it up it's his questionnaire at age 13 at age 20 and then at age like 30 something so people were much more mature right that's so i don't know if either way like i don't know if he came up with this questionnaire 13 year olds are jerking off and modified it when he was 20 and then modified again in his 30s or if these are the questions he asked to people who were 13 and 20 nerd either way it's a weird thing nerd because these are weird questions to ask a 13 year old but i'll go with a 20 year old i'm gonna answer as a 13 year old as i would anyway so should i do the 13 year old question do whatever you want i'm just i'm here okay um what is your uh, your most marked characteristic, your most prominent or impressive characteristic Me? as a person? Yeah. Yes. I skate through life on comedy. I think that I'm like super uncomfortable with the truth of myself. And then I crack jokes to hide behind that. I listen to, I've been listening to, I've been listening to a lot more podcasts than I normally do. And I've been listening to a lot of long form interviews. I've been mm-hmm. listening to, to Mark Marin and mm-hmm. Conan and they specifically, I listen to them when they interview comedians and that's like a really common thing. Is it it's comedy? Like people, the comedy is like, we're, we're uncomfortable. We're hiding something. I think so that it was my adaptation. It's my, funny. my evolution of myself. Like, I think I adapted to be like, I'm I, honestly, I have a cleft palate and in school, like kids were mean about me having a scar on my Sure, like, Kids are fucking, I would bastards. imagine they're fucking awful. Yeah. And so I think that I learned to be like, I'll crack a joke and they'll be worried about the joke, the laugh at the joke and, and get the attention off of me. Right. And I think I adapted and kind of evolved to be able to like crack jokes in situations. I remember um, in like junior high, some kid tried to fight me and I just said, I love you, bro. I can't fight you. And he was just like, he didn't even know what to do. Right. And in the sixth grade, that was like, what in the fuck? He just said he loved me. Like there's some homoerotic weirdness right. and this redneck kid could not <laughs> handle that shit. And it stopped the fight. I didn't get in a fight. And then I was friends with that dude forever. Wow. Yeah, we fucked sophomore year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real, it was a he said, yeah. she said. Yeah. yeah. I think mine, I mean, has to be my size. I mean, if you're talking about like the most distinct characteristic and it's like, it's been, I mean, my entire life, I, I was a year and a half younger than my brother and everyone up until junior high, everyone thought we were twins right? because we looked the same and we were the same exact size. And then starting junior high, I just kept on going. So I got to be six foot four and I'm just like this large man. Do you attribute that to success? Like, I mean, obviously like you're um, in a prominent position at a college, you know, you're, that's a different kind of career. They statistically say that people over the height of like six to have more success because it commands authority. People are more submissive and they look to you as a leader immediately they like kind of subvert into that follower position when someone else is present that that's that's i think it might like i i was i've been talking to people who teach in the prisons Mm -hmm. um and everyone like i've had nothing but amazing experiences and everybody that i talk to like males and females like all except for one of the guys um a lot of them say that they have like a really hard time managing the class and getting them to like be quiet and getting and i'm like nope like i say to do something they all just fucking do it like 
I mean, maybe that's a part. I, th- I think. I mean, it ha- it has to have a factor. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a six foot five black guy. I mean, but the, <laughs> I mean, like talking about success or talking about comp. I, I'd say confidence more than success. Like I, I have a lot of confidence, and I not like I, like I don't. Like, I don't have confidence like, oh, I'm fucking better than that guy or I could go build that thing because a whole lot of shit I can't do and I know I can't do it, but I don't have, I don't have, I mean, I'm overweight, always have been. Mm. I don't give a fuck. I don't feel embarrassed about it. I don't look at myself in the mirror and shame myself. Like, I don't, I just feel confident about things. If someone asked me to do something, sure, I'll fucking do it. It's either going to work or it's not. I don't get nervous about it. I don't care. And I think size is definitely, I think it has to be. So size matters. Size matters. Yeah. But I mean, growing up, like. Like I had the exact opposite of the cleft palate experience. Right. Like no one, no one made fun of me. Like I never got bullied. I never got made fun of. Cause I was always bigger than everybody. Two grades, right. you know, uh, I was worse. Higher, I had, I had higher. multiple uh, plastic surgeries. So I can not only to have a cleft palate, but my nose was like completely flat and like just not even on one side. So right. in like the seventh grade, I had to have surgery to correct it. Right. So the, I, like seventh grade, they like took bone out of my, my head, I had a giant scar and put bone in my face and like reconstructed my nose and like cut my nostril and turned it in because I couldn't even breathe. One of my nostrils collapsed. So for a long, like my whole, all the way up to sixth, seventh grade, I just dealt with that right. shit. I was like, right. I looked different and kids fucked with me all the time. Do you think at like at the risk of sounding pretentious, I come like cautiously asking this question because mm-hmm. I think I could sound weird. Do you ever feel like, I just feel like I'm more aware than a large percentage of like society. Like when I'm driving and I see people looking right and turning left and fucking just like mouth yeah. breathing through intersections yeah. and shit, yeah. or just like standing in the middle of a fucking store, you're like, they're just not aware. Right as much as you might be. I'm not, I feel like Spider-Man sometimes. Right. Like I'm just fucking watching shit in slow motion where I'm like, watch this fucking guy do this right now. Right. Right. No, I agree. I, I, I do the same thing. I just watch it's at the grocery store. Everyone's cart is just in the middle of the fucking aisle. Mouth breathing. They're just, it's just like no one's, no one pays attention to the world around them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's on a macro and a micro level. I think that's the case when they're driving, when they're at the grocery store. I think that's the case with fucking world politics and what's happening in their city. I think that's the, I think everybody's just like, you know, everybody's a fucking snail. Everyone just fucking pokes around and tucks into their own shell and ignores the world. Yeah. I, I tried to figure out the other, the thing that made me think about it a lot though, cause I was like, am I focused? Like I was thinking about memory. Like we're me and a uh, CJ laser. were talking about uh, Chicago. There's a picture of Chicago on the Chromecast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't remember the miracle mile. I don't fucking remember walking down the street. Like if you pointed out specific things, I can recall some of it. I'm like, okay, that's because you helped me though. You said, Hey, go look for this memory and then I can pull it up. But on my own, if I just had to recall that shit, I don't have it. Someone picks it out and I'm like, is it because somehow I'm mouth breathing? Like the drive home when you drive home and you're like, I don't remember getting home. Right. What was I doing? Daydreaming the whole fucking time. That's scary. I was next to fucking diesels and shit. Like how did I get home safely and navigate? And so I, sometimes I'm trying to blame myself. Like, is that what's happening? I'm not paying attention or I'm so hyper-focused in the opposite way on a specific task. I think it's just, I don't know. I think I, I look at people and, and I mean, some of the smartest fuckers I know have like amazing, like, I don't know. I always have to look at it as like a role-playing game. 
And it's like, you just bought more points in one type of cognition and didn't buy very many points in yeah. another. Like you can think of all kinds of creative shit and you know how to fix things. You know how to think outside of the box and get shit done. Like you, you have all sorts of smarts that most people don't have, but you just didn't spend any points in long-term memory. It's tough though. People don't acknowledge that as like, a, like an element or a disability though. Cause honestly, if someone's blind, you're like, Oh, the guy's blind. Man. Right. That'd be nice. Right. But for me, people take it to heart that like, I don't care. Like you don't remember my birthday. You don't remember this fact about me. You don't remember like how long we've known each other. You don't recall the time we did this. And to be honest, it's a little bit frightening to me. Like I'm scared sometimes because I'm like, am I fucking going to lose my mind and fade away? Like I start thinking about some of the stuff with my kids and I'm like, I don't remember certain things. Like I'll look at a picture and I'm like, I don't remember that. Like, I don't remember. I have, I mean, I, I mean, something might be wrong with me. Honestly, it might. I mean, I have, thank you for saying I'm smart or something. And it's just like, that's just because you're so smart. You're so bad at memory. But it's, I mean, like, like Erica has a mind, like a fucking steel trap. Like she remembers every detail of everything ever, ever, ever. Like it's unbelievable. That might be a curse. Exactly. To her detriment. Like at a certain point, you can't ever let go of the past because you remember everything. Remember the time you said that? Right. And it's like, like, it's just always. And I don't like, I I, can't hold a grudge for an hour. It's over. No, I don't. I don't remember. Like I have a weird thing. Like if I'm upset at someone, if I have like a, a bad day, like whatever, like me going to sleep at night is just the magic fucking reset. Like it just resets and I don't, but I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a particularly great memory. I really don't. Like, I don't remember people are like, Oh, well you teach. So you have to remember all kinds of stuff. And it's like, it's cause I've like, it's because I teach it. You forced it into long term memory. I teach it every single semester. And it's like this semester I'm teaching a bunch of new stuff and I'm teaching it in a completely different way. And I feel like a complete fraud because I'm constantly having to look at the material. I'm constantly, and it's like, because everything else that I teach, I've taught the same exact shit for a decade and it's just ingrained. Yeah. Well, that's how it worked. Like I have no concept of direction as well, which is, I tried to think, was it my memory causing that? But no, because I still can't point at my house. Right. Like, I don't know. It's like, people are like, well, look, bro, here's a map. Here's Google maps. If you're in a hot air balloon and all these people have tried to fix me and show me. And for a moment in that position, relative right. to the surroundings, right. I could learn it. I could be like, if I'm standing at the corner of 17th and Chester, then I could point this way. And I would, I could make myself remember that if I was standing there, but if you took me a couple blocks away and we drove in a couple circles, right. I'm fucked. Yeah. I've lived here my whole yeah. life. Um, but when I did pools for a living, I drove a route and then I started to figure shit out and I'd be like, oh, okay, I get here to here to here. And I knew that as a route, but I would still have these weird epiphanal moments where like, I would find out that like, I've been driving this fucking route for a year and this pool that I go all the way back out to fucking this main street. And I come all the way back around down this other street and go all the way down and come back. And that's how I get to this. Cause that's how I went there the first time I did the quote. Right. But I don't realize that relative to the pool that I just did, it was like around the fucking corner. Right. And I went all the way out. So like one day I printed out fucking maps and I was like, what the fuck have I been doing <laughs> for a year? I've been driving like right. a half a mile around and coming back and finding out that that pool, I could have thrown a baseball at that shit. Right. Right. I literally didn't know. Cause and I, with me, I have weird direction thing. One thing that happens to me, which is very weird is I usually don't have a problem with directions, getting around town, whatever. I mean, there's whole swaths of town. I never fucking go to that. Ever but like in Bakersfield, there's a whole area called Rosedale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't Some, know the area. Brosdale. I don't know the area at yeah. all. Yeah. Like major streets that are out. Like what are major streets out there? Well, the th- like Hageman, Callaway. Yeah. Don't know any of that shit. Don't but know which one. The other thing first. is it don't know grew so fucking fast. Right. If you didn't it, drive over there, it would be different right. next time you went. But I never go out there right. and people will be like, oh, it's just past blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Old I farm. have no 
fucking idea what any of that is. But one thing that does happen to me though, when I'm driving, even places I know a lot of times if I'm with someone Mm -hmm. and we're talking and I'm driving and I think, oh, I'm going to the mall and I suddenly have no fucking idea how to get to the mall because that part of my brain, the, right. that neural energy is doing something else. And I have to kind of shut up the conversation to let part of my brain do the driving. And it's like, that's kind of a weird if thing. If I have the, someone like I'm super self-conscious, like if I'm alone, I will get there because it's like, fuck it. I, I'm going to get right, there. Right. I turn the wrong way. It's no big deal. But once someone's in the car judging me, it would be like, you might start to question the music you're listening to if someone else is in the car. Right. You're like, oh fuck, Blink-182 is on. Is this okay? <laughs> Am I supposed to sing this? Like, is someone going to talk shit? Um, and so I will like default to be like, hey bro, what's the fastest way to get over to whatever? And they're just like, oh yeah. And I automatically, I don't give a fuck. They could be the dumbest friend I have. And I would move down and be like, you are now the navigator. Right. Like you're going to tell right. me how to get to the right. mall yeah. because I probably go some stupid way and you're, they're going to be like, why the fuck why did you go over this? here? Yeah. And it was because I cleaned a pool over there and I knew that like that Weibull led over to this street. You know, the one, the one thing that I do have though, with direction sense is like indoor in big spaces. You're good with that or bad? Fucking amazing. Like I'm abnormally really? good with it. I, I realized it when like when we were doing, when I did the research at the library, Congress, which is just unbelievably massive. Like it's not just a building. It's like six buildings, a a couple of blocks away from each other with underground tunnels that connect all of them that go directly over to the Congress building and all this shit. And we got our first tour. We were supposed to get tours because we were, we did this research for a year and a half. And the first week we were there, we, we got a tour every single day of different areas of the building. So we knew how, cause that's how, I mean, it's like, Oh, I need to go find newspapers. Right. Well, that's two buildings over. So you go down, you go to the second sub basement, take this weird hallway, go over here, come up here, go through this lobby, blah, blah, blah. If I worked there, I get fired. Right. But, tour or not. It wouldn't matter. The, I wouldn't learn it. I couldn't The guy it. would like give, like we would take the tour and I was, and then we would be done for the morning with the tour and I'd be doing something. And then the people that I was researching with would be like, fuck, I need to go find newspapers. And I already have no idea where I'm going. And I was like, dude, you just get on that elevator right there, go down, blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, can you walk me over there? And I would just, and like the whole time I was there, everybody was like, I have even the guy who gave the tours was like, I have no idea how you already know how to get around in these buildings. I'm 41. I've lived here my whole life. I probably went to the mall when I was five, right? Right. That's the same fucking mall when I was five. I still, to this day, if I went to the mall, I would never really go. But if I do, I should be familiar with the mall by now, right? Not anymore. It changes. It's it rearranges. Fucking, yeah. The stores change though. So you have but like the, yeah, reference but points. Say, yeah. But a normal person fucking knows. Yeah. They're like the Oasis is over here. This is where right. you eat, this right? Where you eat. Yeah. That's where you eat. That's a reference There's point. There's where the anchor stores Here's, are. Yeah. Here's where the giant store right. at the end is. That's where Sears was or whatever. But when I get in there, literally once I walk around, I'm kind of fucked. And if I'm by myself, I will just walk to the nearest exit and walk the perimeter until I find my car. Right. It's like embarrassing. No, I'm, if I, if, if I'm in a mall, if I'm in a casino, I'm almost ashamed to say it. If I'm in a big hotel, like I just, a a conference place, like whatever, like I just, I walk through it and I know exactly where I am and where the exits are and how to get, it's like, Oh, I think if we went left at this hallway, it'd probably be a shortcut to where we came in and just like, I don't know. I think part of it too is like, I would learn it. Like we've gone to LAX a couple of times. We've gone on a couple of trips together, right? We've like flown out of there. I've gone with Brad. I've gone lots of people to LAX, but I always default to the other person. So there, I don't even try though. I just have my backpack and I'm like, I'm walking, I'm going near stairs. But I think, I think that also comes from me growing up at the conference center. Right. Because I 
just grew up in a place the size of a shopping mall with a, a wing of hotel rooms and an industrial kitchen. And I honestly think that must have something to do with it. I'm just very comfortable in large spaces and navigating and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I couldn't even play GoldenEye. Like it's fucking like oh, James yeah. Bond games. Yeah. Like I would just be fucking, they'd run in a circle around me and just shoot yeah. me in the back of the head. No, I'm really good. I'm good at shooters because I do, I internalize those maps really quickly. Yeah, no. Like that, that, that internals. But then again, it's weird because I do better if the map is indoors. Mm-hmm. I'll, me- I'll remember oh, right. the map earlier. I think I'm j- maybe I'm just destined to live in like a fallout bunker. Well, I think that's reference points too, though. It's like left, right stairs, right. Yeah. that whole thing where outside yeah. it's like, it's a directional thing right. where I feel like I'm looking out my ear, which you can't do. Right. Well, that was a lot of traction on one question. Yeah, I don't even know what the question was. I don't think I answered it. Yeah, we answered it. Oh. Should we do another question? Sure. Yeah. Um, let's keep talking until Brad gets here. Let me find him here. So that was question one. So the next question, Should I keep drinking is, until Brad gets here. Uh, that's your call. I done um, episode yet. Uh, I'll skip down to another question. In what country would you like to live? I've traveled a little bit. And America is a, is, is on the table. Like okay. it's not like what other country, what country would you like to live in? Man, I'm going to get judged or something like America's great, man. I traveled. I went to France, Spain, Italy. Did you go to that place? Germany. I did go to the place. Yeah. I saw it all. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, France, Spain, Germany, Holland, Switzerland, and the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if I was going to move somewhere, I would probably want to be drastic about it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to move somewhere that probably even resembled this shit. I would want to try something completely different. Mm. Like I have friends in Thailand. I would probably go to Thailand. Like I would say like, I'm going to fucking try this shit. I mean, assuming there's a fallback, right? It could, I could bail. I could be like, Oh, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. You're not, yeah, this isn't there. a final decision of yeah. like, you got one move. You just, no, where do you, you make move. the move? You and you're fucking, there. No, you can move again. Whatever. If I had to try, I would try something like Thailand. I would, Fuck. I would want a complete culture shift wow. of like, let's do things different because why? Like, I'm going to go, Oh look, I'm in Vermont. Like, Oh, it's pretty like this. I, why it's right. the same fucking right. thing. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Taxes, Netflix. This is normal. Get a fucking hamburger. I'm going to see some fucking strip mall that has a Chili's, a Chewy's, a Target and a Walmart. Right, right. Like, I don't want to see that. If I was going to move, I'd make it big and I would be like, push myself outside my comfort zone. I ride a moped to this fucking place that I go do this thing now. And this is how I get my food. And I think it would be a complete culture shift for me if I was going to do it. I think if I was going to do it, like, I mean, sight unseen, I haven't been to these places. So like, I mean, I've only been to, I've been to Mexico, uh, Iceland and Copenhagen don't really want to move to any. If it wasn't for places. cartels, Mexico is a, a good option. Yeah. It's so close. You right. could get back home. You know, Thailand's like 21 hours, but from, I from checked every, <laughs> everything I hear about locations, a, I would want to move someplace cold. I fucking hate the heat. I don't know. Yeah, Thailand is here. not that No, Thailand is not that I honestly like certain parts, certain like big cities in Canada, I think would really appeal to me. And I think certain, I think like maybe somewhere in the UK, I think there's a UK place that I would very much want to be if I toured it. I have a feeling that if I went to the UK and I saw England and I saw Ireland and I saw Scotland, I have a feeling that by the time I was done, I'd kind of be like, wow, I really want to I mean, live It's in beautiful, Glasgow. but I feel like it's like blah, like what? I don't know. That is different though. At least people have accents. You feel out of your element. They do have Marmite peanut butter. I yeah. saw now. Yeah. That's an option for me. But I mean, it, it would give, I mean, I want to live a simple life anyway. I just want some fucking Wi-Fi. And some streaming and a shitload of books and a warm fire and some right. good coffee and 
that weather and that it's like even here in the States, it's like, you know, going to Chicago, I was in seventh heaven in the winter because it's fucking cold. And even like in the, if I go to the beach, I go to Morrow Bay, which is permanently as long as I have an air conditioner, As long as I can have like a cold room to retreat. Sure. Yeah. To. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is no matter where it was, I would want to be just outside of the calamity. I want to be like where I, peek into the chaos and grab my goods. And then I fucking bail back out to where I'm left the fuck alone. So I do have that option to, to be on the outskirt of whatever is crazy society is going on. Like, I don't even prefer to go to the Southwest town. Like I don't want to go on like Ming Avenue cause it's fucking crazy. I, I feel like Ugh, I got to get out of here right. and, and get back to my side of town. Brad right. makes fun of me for that all the time, but right. that's kind of why, like I have a little no, yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah. Neighborhood. No, I, I do as well. I have a, I, I, if you look, if you dig deep in your Google Mm -hmm. um you'll find your daily map oh like right. if you and i, I don't remember Mine where is i stumbled a hard scribble. no it is a hard like, scribble I, I, with a couple little lines i like went I, long leg. I found it in there and it because it it knows where you go all the time right. and it tracks your day and it's like i mean my my entire route is my house to the college like there's, there are destinations are my house, the college, the grocery store, Albertson. It'd be better if it was a moon and, ring. So if like here. the track was the same, the intensity got right. worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like dark purple yeah. because you just drove it so much. No, it was just this really weird wedge that right. was college, grocery store, swap PC, home. Every grocery like that store. was it. Like there's no other, I don't go anywhere other than that. Like I said, mine has, it's a hard scribble. It might look like a balloon. Right. And there's just one squiggly line where I went to out of town one day. Right. Okay, so the other question that we will cover is, um, who is your favorite fictional hero and why? Mm, I'm going to let you go first on that shit. I'm going to... I know you got one like that. You're like Fight Club, like last meal fictional hero. Right. I'm going to... I honestly will go with Superman. Okay. I think Superman is like in the... Like in the comics, like... Superman is the most powerful of them all, right? Like, and this is why there's, there's a philosophy behind Superman. He's the most powerful of them all. And like when people will ask him, you know, there's a war going on here and there's this going on there. Like, why don't you stop it? And he's like, it's that that's it's planet earth. Like you're right. humans. Like there's a war going on there. It's not my place to stop a war. Right. Like this guy, you know, I don't know. There's like a weird and like all the other superheroes look up to him and like, because he's always the one who does the right thing and every, like all the other superheroes are like, no, that like, even like some other super famous superhero will meet Superman and be like, fuck it's Superman. Like that's the guy. Right. But he's like super powerful, but he's like humble and he's he also like the keeps cool it, he keeps it in check. Like he never does anything for himself. He doesn't use his powers. He doesn't use his, he doesn't use his powers to define the planet earth the way he wants it to look. He lets the planet earth be the way it is. And he'll just save some lives sometimes and stop alien and threats and and do whatever but it's not like batman where he's a fucking psychopath on his own and he's doing all, i think i think superman would probably be my my ultimate i'd be torn between hero. like iron man and spider-man probably i'm not big on like superheroes you know that like right i mean i, well, I it was, doesn't even have to be a superhero that was just my go-to answer i just pictured superman as a hero like, well i can't think of anything else but i think spider-man only because it seems like it's unrealistic to say this but it seems like something that could in a fantasy could possibly happen to you where you're not superman because you're not from krypton right, right. that's not going to happen you right. weren't born an alien yeah you didn't fucking land in a field and right. i 
Noah. Right. But Spider-Man got bit by a fucking weird spider. It's like this thing. You could wake up with superpowers one day and sure. become that. Right. And he's got some gadgetry and he's a normal dude. And so I think there's more connection there where you feel like you could relate to it. Sure. Iron Man's rich as fuck. Batman's right. rich as fuck. Um, Ah, I'm not rich as fuck. I don't. I don't know. Like right, I, I don't right. connect to it as yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, I think Spider Man yeah. would be the one. Um, I think it would be crazy to be able. Like uh, my son was playing Spider Man on PlayStation Four. Uh-huh. That fucking. Have you played that game? No, I've heard it's just amazing, dude. He's on. I was like, are you doing that on purpose? He's like, yeah. I was like, I don't even think. I can think that fast. Like he can shoot webs and like grab a box and spin it around to hit the enemy, to jump up, to do a flip, to shoot a web across, to pull off a pillar, to fall on the bad guy. And I was like, how do you know how to do that? He's like, well, you could shoot your web because you could pull stuff. And it's just to think that you could really do that would be amazing. Where Batman's kind of like, I'm going to throw a fucking metal boomerang thing at you that this guy fucking carved out of metal for me. I don't know. Spider-Man just seems cool. And that's, and I think flying through, you're almost maybe, flying. And maybe that's the other thing, because if I woke up tomorrow and I had Superman's powers, I suspect within a year, I would ultimately be deemed a supervillain by the <laughs> world, but I would not right. think I was being a supervillain. I would be like, that's enough of this right, right here, period. I'm stopping it. Like that's bullshit. Oh, fucking ISIS done with that. Oh, true, like yeah. today I'm going to end ISIS today right. and it would have horrible ramifications and fallout. And I would have probably killed a lot of people ending ISIS. And then it would be like, Oh, there's this, this white hate group. That's like, you know, that murdered somebody. It's like, well, that's enough of that. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. Whatever I want to, because no one can stop. What do you think would happen? Gonna stop shit. Would like uh, super villains come out of the woodworks though? When there was that void, that's always what happens though. If you fixed all that shit, would it be like, oh, now there's nothing? So there's someone so bad. Someone would be like, I can't rally anyone. I think you might create a new nemesis because someone probably would. would. You don't have time to. Well, I'm saying if I was in this world here where there aren't other heroes and villains, no. But what I'm saying, I would be like a despot. You would drive people to like nuke a city and dirty bomb because they would think, well we can't organize i can't have multiple guys with ak-47s my only chance is for superman to not know i exist and then i just blow up chicago well then i would get rid of all fissile materials and no one could ever make nuclear power just throw it into space or something and it would hit some innocent planet i would just fly it straight into the sun oh there you go that would cause like, a solar flare and knock out all our satellites. There you go. There's, there's no always more, some action that would, you no, would there always is. backfire on there you. There is. Well, not, tenfold. Yeah, if, not if you're good enough. Maybe. And again, well, you like, could no, spin no, no. the earth backwards. See, though. I'm already falling into it because I already started by saying I'd be a supervillain within a year, but I wouldn't think I am. And I'm already telling you I wouldn't let those things happen. Right. Because I've already convinced myself I wouldn't let bad things happen. So when everybody was like, boo, Superman's a villain, I'd be like, no, I'm not. Like, fuck you. I think Superman I got, gets, I got rid of all the nuclear power. It's a good one for you too. Cause I bet Superman can't have sex. Cause when he smashes, he smashes like uh, no hilarious. one's surviving that shit. Maybe he has like a kryptonite condom. <laughs> it tames him <laughs> yeah, down. Exactly. He just puts that shit on. He's just normal. It takes all his powers away. He's like, you better switch positions quick. I'm going to lose it. Like things you wouldn't think would happen to Superman with kryptonite, kryptonite condom. Right. Yeah. So what about, what about a non superhero, like from a movie or from a book or from a TV show, someone who, resonates with you who's heroic uh i'm a heroic i like goodwill hunting i like that the janitor that was a fucking genius okay i kind of think just sits in a room and reads fucking books and no one knows he's a genius 
tells the NSA I like no. I, I like that. I, that's what, one of my favorite movies. It's a really good movie. I think because I don't read books and I wish that I could sit and right. read a bunch of books, right. just fuck with professors and f- solve their equations on the chalkboard in the hallway. I don't know who I would pick as a non, non superhero. Basically hero. I'm saying Matt Damon. Right. Matt Damon. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you can be Ben Affleck if you want. I'm, I'm, we can be buddies. I'm leaning towards Lebowski. Man. I'm leaning towards the dude, like as my, as my archetypal non superhero hero. Like he just, he just doesn't. That's right. a Pendleton sweater and you can buy it. Yeah, I know. It's expensive as fuck. Though. Yeah. Oh. As yeah. all of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are good questions. That's where we're at. We got good traction out of it. So let me, let me announce, um, the contest. So the, the re re-release of the books is happening. So what's going to happen is book one will get re-released. And then, um, the plan is, and this, this might change, but it's a chunk of time, maybe six months later, I think book two is going to get re-released. And then about a year after that, um, or six months after that book three will come out for the first time. Um, Book one and two are already out um, in a different form. Book one um, has been updated and and slightly revised. If you already read book one, you won't need to reread it to understand what's going on. Um, I wrote the book a while ago, so to relaunch it right now, I had to change things. Like sadly, Prince was in the book and he's dead now, so he can't be in the book. Aww. So I had I had to update it, like just certain tech, because I wrote it a, a while ago now, and I had to sort of update modern day tech. It's been a long the, time coming, for, yeah. For the day for the right now stuff, I had to update it to to move to the future but so the new book is coming out and you could have holographic prints i don't know what party plays though but they do that shit now no that that gets in there but not prints okay um but so the new version of of book one is coming out and we're hoping to to get it out in the next couple of months and the publisher wants a book cover by mid november so we want to real quick i mean she deals in books and would just have a book cover in short order if she if she just paid someone flat out to do it but what we wanted to do um is turn to the sculpt and see if anybody is interested to do a book cover contest now this book cover um i have no say in the matter all the book covers that get submitted will just go to my publisher and if they like one they're going to use it oh nice unbiased we're not picking it no i'm not picking it i have nothing to do with it um the new it's it's got a new title the new title for the book it's not shaman new mexico anymore the first book is now called 182 pine um and it'll have my name at the bottom um apparently it'll have dave moten at the bottom um, is that against your wishes? The, no, I don't really care. That's what the publisher wants to go with. Okay. So I'm going with it. But you preferred but, your name in, in, in written form, David. Yeah. I'm weird about it. I don't I know. That's, I don't know. It's such anymore. a strange thing. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Um, so, but I, first I like place, Brentithy, if you're going to call me by my right, formal name, right, it's yeah. Brentithy. So first place, um, and f- with a caveat first, if, if they don't pick any of the books, mm-hmm. if they don't use any of these book covers, I will still, um, adhere to the first, second, third place rules with all but one of the prizes, right? Okay. So even if you submit something and it isn't picked, um, if none of them get picked and they go with a different cover, these things will still happen. So the thing that won't happen if it doesn't get picked, if the publisher picks it, you'll get a $500 publishing fee, nice. um, for having designed the cover that will go on the, on the final book. Um, aside from that, um, you will also get several, um, t-shirts. We have t-shirts coming out for the book. Um, really awesome t-shirts that were, uh, designed designed by Nicole Smith Bosch. Um, they're, they're, we're doing a back on the shirt as well. It's a side note. She actually blessed the rains down in Africa. She did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Those yeah. were fun, really. Yeah. So that the you'll get several sizes, whatever you prefer. You'll get a chunk of those T-shirts. You'll get at least one Sofa King T-shirt, um, and you'll get an awesome character in book three named after you. That's pretty cool. So that's the package for book one. Now, if the book, if none of them get chosen by the publisher, scratch the five hundred. But you'll still get multiple T-shirts. You'll still get uh, the character named after you and all that stuff. Second place, you'll get a single T-shirt from the book. You'll get a single SK t-shirt and you'll get a less awesome character named after you in book three because <laughs> in book three there's a short bus there's a whole right, part yeah. about just mentally challenge yep. people so. and in the third third place you'll get a t-shirt um situation and you'll get a really lame character named after you in book <laughs> that's three. almost something to strive for no i would submit three designs if it were me right. i was like this is my one i really want to win <laughs> and then under some fake name i would try right. to get second and third so i mean my advice is um you know Look at some book covers, like Google some cyberpunk book covers, Google some sci-fi book covers to see what's going on. I have a submission. I'm putting it in Dick Dick Thunder and I hope hope I win. And my other advice, obviously, is if you've read the book, you're going to much, you're going to be in a much better place to, to dial in what's happening in the book to design a good cover. Um, If you haven't read the book, but you've got mad design skills and you want to design something, if you want to direct message me on Facebook, I'll, I'll be checking those and I might be able to give you some kind of a synopsis or something. This must be important if you're checking your Facebook messages. That will help. So um, that's impressive. We definitely want to get that going. So like I said, even if you got a copy of the book and you just like skimmed it to get the general story, story and what's going on because it covers quite a breadth of of events um but so that's it that's the that's the contest it's officially in motion um the publisher will tell me an exact date but i suspect it's going to be mid-november so probably like a month-ish from now we'll right. need we'll need to so you will re-update a submission deadline probably huh What's that? Because that's when they need it. So there's probably a that's when they'll part. need yeah. it. Yeah. So, so it's something that if you want to start working on it, you'd probably need to start working on right it now. now. Um, but and again, she's going to pay someone 500 bucks to do a cover no matter what. I just thought it would be dope to open it up to the right. sculpt and see if anybody out there designs stuff and wants to get involved. I mean, aside from that, like you'll have a, a book cover under your belt and, uh, you know, she might the publisher might want to use you for other book covers, you know, in the future. Yeah. Or, or might whatever. be put in the door so if that's your thing. The door. So, um, anyway, that's, that's thing. So if you, if you have questions, uh, send me a, a direct message on Facebook. i it might be a little bit of a lag for me to get it because a lot of people, I don't friend a lot of people. So I'll There's always have to go into that section of all the requests that are there and find your stuff, but I will, I, I will find you. Yes. <laughs> so that's it. All right. Um, so we, this was a weird episode, so we did not say you could in the beginning, but thank you to you Yes. Um, they are a primary sponsor thank you to print dirt cheap if you need printed goods you can go to printdirtcheap.com um, and get stickers and all kinds of cool stuff like that you, you can use a uh, code so can podcast uh, to observe a savings when you do so also thank you to jimmy d's tees um, he makes t-shirts he can make t-shirts for you he makes our og style t-shirts uh, that are on the website at sofakingpodcast.com forward slash shop um, we also have a bunch of new merch on our website right now and that stuff is print to order so um, i'm just going to throw this out there please pay attention to what you click on because it's like kind of a big deal some of that stuff when you order it's made for you and so if you're like oh bro i got small and you send me a message can you fix it for me 
I might not be able to unless you did it within like 12 hours. You messaged me and then I fucking like ran to a computer in my underwear because I'm home now when you're messaging right. me <laughs> and figured that shit out. So, um, I mean, I'll do my best and we appreciate the the love, but try to pay attention to what you're ordering um, and read everything before you do it. Um, but that stuff's also on our shop, on our website. We've got beanies. We got uh, Compton hats. We got all kinds of different hats. Compton we got hat is dope. Yeah, the Compton hat's cool. I'm wearing it right now. Dave got one. I know uh, John uh, fucking Madman Notes podcast i think his last name right now i don't know why i'm drawing a blank but you know i love you bro um so he's got a hat so join the club and get a compton hat because all the cool kids got them yep. and all the cool kids be their pants too mm-hmm. um also thank you to uh digital creations um go check us out on patreon um if you want to support us if you like what we do uh dave and i just finished spending some time writing a patreon shout out um a lot of fun, um, silly stuff. Yep. We insulted a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We're way behind on Patreon shoutouts. If you haven't got it, we are in the move right now. Like we're we doing are, we're it. Like there. each week we're knocking out like 20, 30, trying to knock out these Patreon shoutouts. And so we'll be releasing those. So we got one of those this week in addition to this bonus episode. Um, also, what do we got? Anything else? Like Brad says a bunch of other yeah, shit. Yeah, a bunch of shit. Yeah. Oh, you know, podbelly.com. Uh, please go check out Podbelly. We're part of the Podbelly network. Um, go to podbelly.com. If you're looking to learn how to podcast, there's a bunch of free educational content um things that you don't even think about i mean uh, when you're buying a microphone there's all kinds of tips on there and what you should do what you shouldn't just do just the tips is just the tips what, is that what it's the called is that what the if you're gonna put it called? by your mouth we do call it just yeah. the tips yeah um because you put it up to your mouth so right. um there's also stuff on there on how to publish uh you know get it on google play get it on soundcloud itunes all that stuff that's you know we just we did the research for you and, and get put in one spot um and there's stuff about marketing things about social media good practices um how logos should be there's all kinds of stuff you just not thinking about when you first think you're going to start a podcast you're just like oh, i just need a computer and a microphone bro right. and we just drink some beer and talk about this there's a fucking bunch of shit you have to do yeah and there's a bunch of best practices that would be beneficial to put your best foot forward right. um there's also 21 awesome podcasts on there so go check them out um we've got all kinds of categories and different genres go to podbelly.com to check that out yep and i don't i don't dare say brad's outro line but i'm feeling no. really uncomfortable that it's not being said maybe you can cut it in later say something different um don't be a mouth breather Hey, if you want it, you can have it, that's my old style Moving through the night just like an old car Yodi, low profile, sipping something, got my piss looking like the old hop Push it till it's broke down Something like my mama when I take the bag home to it Tying all this talking like some cone sewers If you want the beef, we can put them bitches on skewers